these days now, when I put the name Eric into my phone, one of the suggestions for the next word is always Condra. When I put the name Patrick into my phone, the suggestion is always Weirkosh. And I feel like I don't appreciate these technological reminders of departed friends. You know, like I'm I'm just trying to get through my day. I don't need to have my phone dredging up old memories like that. So you're saying it would be like every time you started to uh, type the word senators and you just put in the S, it would immediately complete to she left you. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. And you know why. It would be like that. (laughs) You know what you did. Or the other option is you need to make some more friends named Eric and Patrick. That's difficult. You dyed it in red. Remember Todd White. Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask. It's the Chet and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and good system. Welcome to the Chet, Sellers, and Luke Christie Podcast, episode Karkner. I'm Luke, and I'm joined as always by Bobby Ryan's hand donor, it's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? Pleasure to be here. Let me ask you this. Love the show. Oh, damn it. Every time. <laughs> uh i'm good i've been enjoying the ottawa senators road trip it's been giving me a good excuse to stay up past midnight which is well past my bedtime that's true Uh, although they're um they're playing at uh four o'clock uh on both saturday and sunday which means it's a one o'clock start in california and one o'clock uh on a saturday afternoon for a king's game just kind of really tells you where the kings are in that um la sports pecking order right like they play a game at one so that by four thirty they're already like putting in like the clippers floor right yeah they're they gotta get out of there fast you know they're like literally hustling norris winner drew doughty out of the back service entrance because pretty soon the photographers are going to show up for the actual sports event which is the nba game later today Tonight. Under no circumstances is Drew Doughty allowed to make eye contact with Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he is the best defenseman in hockey. So are you uh, – uh, it is It is Saturday that we're taping this, and I guess it is uh, exciting for the people of L.A. that uh, with the Senators in town, they'll get to watch a real defenseman play tonight. I mean, don't get me wrong. They do have an extremely good defenseman in Jake Muzzin. That's true. He's he's very so, good. He's an up-and-comer. So I think, you know, there you kind of got, you know, the best defenseman on LA, Jake Muzzin, who is good. And then you say, you know what, it's good that these people will be able to see someone who's a step above that. Right. I think in, they... they in Mark Mathot. They- <laughs> and then you'll be able to say, well, we'll actually have someone who's even better than that. And that is Dion Phaneuf. And then finally, three levels above the LA Kings best defenseman, you have Eric Carlson. So I think, I think the Kings are in for a real treat. Today. That's right. They, you know, it's one thing to have a great young defenseman like Jake Muzzin, but it will be, I think, uh, eye opening for them to see the gap between him and an actual Norris trophy level defenseman. Uh, mm-hmm. just so they can understand sort of, you know, we're, we're doing well, but we've still got a ways to go. That's how far the gap is, right? What have you seen from the Sens on this, uh, road trip that you've liked, uh, so far? Uh, we were complaining a lot about uh, how much uh, defense they've been playing, and then they went out and played an 8-5 game against the Penguins, which was a lot of fun uh, until the end. Ottawa's on the road trip so far. They, they've lost a game they probably should have lost, and they've also won a game they probably should have lost. So 50 percent's not bad. It all comes out in the wash. 
as long as you don't look at those, you know, Corsi numbers or th- those 18 shots given up. I enjoyed so, the Pittsburgh the period game, against uh, against San Jose. Yeah, no, that's true. But I did I did enjoy watching them hang with Pittsburgh. I mean, they played no defense whatsoever, but they were fast. They had good power play looks. They were able to answer goals with goals. Uh, I never really felt comfortable with a four two lead against that team. Uh, sure yeah, enough, no. it was six four within like five minutes. But it was uh, it was fun to watch. Not a good system game from the Senators on that one, but definitely a good offensive game. The team's been pretty hurt. It's they got more people in the hospital than an episode of Young the Restless. Um, we're into calling is that, is that like Binghamton. a hip reference for you? Is that, <laughs> are you sort of like this is one the kids will get? Don't act like I'm the only person on this podcast who watches the soaps. This is one the kids will get. Normally, I, I can't make my usual jokes about particle theory. So, I'll, what else? What do people like? Soaps. <laughs> it's like if my grandmother everyone, was listening to this podcast, soaps, she'd be she'd be big on that reference. uh the senators are into their who do we call up now that freddie clayson is hurt uh type of binghamton call-ups which is not that encouraging considering that binghamton's not doing all that well either well that that is very true but that's because they don't have the system but yeah there have been a lot of uh mark mathot's been hurt bobby ryan obviously uh (laughs) broke his hand which means you know it's a season um (laughs) curtis lazar unfortunately has a concussion you know, nobody's cuter trying to read an eye chart <laughs> in the locker room than Curtis Lazar. Could anybody fake his way through a concussion protocol better than Curtis Lazar? Like he's he's got all he needs to do is flash that winning smile until he tells you he's OK. And what doctor can resist that? The only way, you know, Curtis Lazar has a concussion is because his smile is lopsided. <laughs> you have to if if his uh, that's the only difference is he's got an asymmetrical face or the concussion protocol for Curtis Lazar is he's smiling and you say Curtis why are you smiling and when he says I don't know why I'm smiling then you know that he has a concussion right whereas yeah. normally he would say because there's so much beauty in the world and today I saw a bluebird and you'd be like <laughs> okay he's he's okay he's passing the baseline Curtis Lazar's concussion protocol is just you put him in front of a mirror and see if he continues to smile at himself because he thinks it's <laughs> someone else he needs to impress Anyway, get well soon, Curtis Lazar. How is it Bobby Ryan breaks his hand or his finger every year? And you were joking about hand transplants, but I honestly think, like, couldn't Bobby Ryan use Eric Condra's hands better than Eric Condra could? (laughs) You'd think so. Can't we just basically, can't that guy just give one up for the team at some point and just say, you know what, Bobby, if you give me even a quarter of that $50 million contract you signed, I'm willing to give you one of my hands that is significantly less brittle than the one you have, and you can just cut it off, sew it on. I'll just replace mine with a power glove. It'll be fine. I play for Syracuse now. Uh, you know, and that'll be uh, that'll be the way we go with that. Like, what, what long-term solution do we need to find here for Bobby Ryan? Because this happens every year. There does need to be something, because as much as I love Bobby Ryan and generally defend him from most people the dude's not shooting (laughs) which is a thing you have to do if you're the sort of person who's supposed to be you know a goal scorer hand injuries to me seem like the kind of thing that are going to linger right because you get chopped on the hand a lot like it's not really something you can avoid yeah and you know maybe during the regular season it's the sort of thing that uh people won't necessarily try to take advantage of but you know once it hits the playoffs which the senators are obviously making for sure um the first thing andre markov is going for is that hand slash on bobby ryan yeah he's going to try to make his life miserable if i were bobby ryan here's what i would do i'm just this is just off the top of the dome so we'll see where this goes 
I would, uh, I know that hockey gloves are padded, but I would fill my hockey gloves with something that would provide additional cushioning. And I'll tell you what that is. Chunky salsa. So here's what you do. You fill your glove with salsa. You put it in. It does provide sort of a waterbed effect in terms of cushioning your fingers. The first mm-hmm. time Markov slashes you on the glove and salsa sprays out everywhere, you don't <laughs> think that guy's getting a game penalty? <laughs> oh, God. That's gamesmanship Oh, the blood, right there. it's everywhere. That guy's getting a match penalty for that. Exactly. Chunks of blood and flesh and stuff from Bobby Ryan's weird hand. You don't think you don't think Markov's going off for that one? That's four then minutes at to, least. Th- then you get to show how hard you are on the bench by just licking it all off your hand yeah. while making direct eye contact with uh, Alexander Radulov. Exactly. Borvietsky produces a bag of Tostitos. Because <laughs> he's a, that's, you know, he's a team first guy. That's the sort of intimidation tactics that I want to see on the Ottawa Senators is Mark Borvietsky eating Tostitos after dipping it in Bobby Ryan's ostensibly bloody hand. <laughs> yeah. Who is going to want to screw with you after that? Yeah, his picante hand salsa. This yeah. is literally the dumbest uh, riff <laughs> we've ever been on. Eugene Melnick's had a good uh, couple weeks. After complaining about how he couldn't have a Parland Hill game, he uh, quietly started negotiations to have the outdoor game at TD Place, mm-hmm. which I guess you know shows that the guy can be pragmatic if it suits him and is likely going to be a financial win eugene melnick is you know at the end of the day he can um he can move past uh disappointment he is a businessman he can find an opportunity he uh ran the numbers and the cost per point on td place was still better than nothing uh and so here we are of course i think the main problem with a game at td place is that you know you know the special jersey they make for that game is going to be hideous (laughs) (laughs) that's probably Um, true although the one time the senators played in the heritage classic in vancouver they wore the once only white heritage or sort of slightly off-white heritage jersey and that's still like everybody's favorite jersey yes that was the only reason that people still talk about that game no one goes oh good we played hockey in a slightly open dome it was (laughs) those jerseys were fly yeah we played in vancouver in march and it was raining who knew (laughs) Colin Greening was there. Yeah. Zach Smith wore eye black. (laughs) Like, I don't think if they do actually get that game, I mean, they tend to, they tend to be pretty good when they sort of go back to the kind of historical stripey O thing, which is why everybody's so upset about those banners. I don't understand why, but they don't like those banners that have a logo that the Senators didn't have when they won a championship that this team didn't actually win. So I don't know why that's such a problem. But I can't to, it's imagine brand consolidation. But I can't imagine that um, the Senators are you know when they get their outdoor game in 2017 that they're going to come out with something that looks like the Binghamton Senators giant stubbly chin gladiator logo like i'm sure that they'll probably just do something with stripes and an o that everybody will love and wonder why they don't use it more often i would bet they'd probably just bring those whites back right they already had them made i mean that's what they should do but i've seen too many very gross jerseys come out of previous heritage classic games for me to ever believe that ottawa won't outdo them all but even if they came back with the black early 90s flat logo senators jersey and just wore like the original you know first second third year jersey people would probably still be saying they like that better than the current jersey 
I think people say that already. That would be the other way they might go, is just bring back the, the early 90s as the actual true heritage of this Ottawa Senators franchise. Yeah, only 90s kids will get this jersey. <laughs> yep. Bring back the days of Kudelski and Shaw and Lambert. Great names, all of them. They'd all show up for the alumni game. Yeah, they had like three guys named Denny. How rough is an Ottawa Senators alumni team for a Heritage Classic? Because not only do you not only have 20 years, only about, you know, 10 to 12 of which are really good to pull players from, but some of the best ones you're not even going to invite, <laughs> like Yashin and Heatley. Like, those yeah. guys aren't showing up. Even even just like the goalie situation is fraught. Like, are you going to bring back Patrick Lalim? Imagine this. They're playing against the Leafs and TD plays. Do you bring back Patrick Lalim for that game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For the, bring for Patrick the healing back. and the culture. Yeah, but I mean, is Ray Emery there? Probably not. <laughs> you know? But I mean, if you're even if you're just going 20, 30 deep on an alumni roster, I mean, you're pulling out guys like Peter Schaefer. Uh, you're probably getting, you might even be getting Bobby Butler involved at some point. You know, it's like, and uh, you, you, can you just imagine the... Uh, applause when they introduce steve martins like those are the guys that are showing up for the senators alumni game it's not a uh, it's not a deep bench norm mciver (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think people would go to the alumni game just to see daniel alfredson but uh that's that's the price of admission right there so as you know um as you mentioned i've got hockey db open right now and i'm noticing uh i'm noticing a particular number here well i heard that for the next, uh, starting on Saturday, and, and certainly to celebrate when the team is back in town on Wednesday to play San Jose, start spelling Chris with a K for 1,000. Games, that is. <laughs> it's been incredibly weird watching the Chris Neal publicity tour go around like TSN. They're going to produce a puff piece documentary about the real Chris Neal. It is a little no. bit it is a little bit unique though especially in this day and age that he's a guy who has played a thousand games playing the style he has which is rare a because that role is being phased out and b because people who play that role usually don't have very long careers for a variety of reasons uh and he's done it all with one team like there's mm-hmm. no there's really not a lot of comparable guys out there to Chris Neal in 2016 um this is kind of the last this is probably the last time that you're going to see something like this, right? Yeah, like if TSN was going to do a big puff piece retrospective on like Darcy Tucker, like uh, there'd be no keeping me off the internet to hate on it. <laughs> like so, they would, but the, you're... So now that they're doing this, now that they're doing this for Chris Neal, I'm kind of like, well, that's you know, I, maybe I'll find some stuff out yeah. about Chris Neal I, I didn't know. Well, I feel like fans of other teams are going to be like, boo, this guy <laughs> yeah, out of here. Pretty much, pretty much, uh, you know. But he's never been suspended, so there you go. Um, how many games did Darcy Tucker play? And also, um, I know he didn't play; he played for several teams. But how many how many career games did Darcy Tucker even make? I think it's a uh, 976. Is it that many? I wouldn't think it was that many. He was around longer than you think. Okay, but it wasn't all with the Leafs. No, he had some time in Tampa Bay and Montreal. Yeah. And those last two years with Colorado. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, say what you want about Chris Neal, but we won't see his uh, his like again. He's also probably going to be, well, I know he's going to be the last thousand gamer the Senators have for many, many years, right? Like we've had Alfredson and Phillips and, 
Neal, and that's going to pretty much be it until Eric Carlson re-signs a 20-year contract and hits that sometime in 20... I can't do this math. Um, I think we're looking at another eight years for Carlson. Well, isn't he close to 500 games? He's passed he just 500, passed 500 games. so... Okay, so... But if you play 80 games a year like he does, then that's six seasons. Yeah, so... Okay, so that'll put him into about 2023. Yeah. So stay tuned for 2023... When we see our next uh, Senator's Thousand Gamer, which will be Eric Carlson. Man, when you put it like that, it's, this is kind of like we're all about to go watch a comet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enjoy this Thousand Game uh, ceremony. You won't see it again for seven years yeah. after it orbits the sun. We should uh, we should figure out a Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson kind of mashup character uh, that both correct. <laughs> he, he, you know, goes around correcting people, but, you know, in more of an NHL discipline kind of way. When he gets whistled offside, Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson goes, actually, I was only offside in your inertial reference frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson is whistled offside and he says, you change the outcome by measuring it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't know, you can't know both the speed and position of a particle. Chris Neil deGrasse Tyson calls his stick a particle accelerator. <laughs> uh, Chris Neil deGrasse Tyson has, uh, has never been uh, put on academic probation. <laughs> Chris Neil deGrasse Tyson says, actually, you can't drop the gloves in space. <laughs> Chris Neil deGrasse Tyson will give you a lecture about how there are billions upon billions of stars in the universe, but don't take any liberties with his. <laughs> Anyway, congratulations to Chris Neal on a thousand games. Good for you, Chris Neal, and we shall not see your like again. I'm just looking. Brent Wallace is reporting Chris Neal's stats on Twitter right now. Neal has spent 41 hours and 32 minutes in the penalty box in his career, or the equivalent of half a season. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson would say, actually, he hasn't played a thousand games yet. He's about 41 short. Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson would say, Actually, that doesn't take into account the penalties on which the Senators got scored, and therefore I was able to leave the box early. That's right. That's that, right. That's a penalty. That's a penalties in that penalty is in minutes only. So that's Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson is going to call an actually penalty. on Brent Wallace. Okay. Well, folks, we will be uh, back in the new year. Hope you all have a great holiday season, and let's hope that when we come back, the Senators are still uh, rocking that second place in the division. I uh, I am not optimistic the Senators will be second place in the division, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're going to be first. How about that? I like it. There you um, go. Montreal dealing with a lot of injuries right now, so you know they're mm -hmm. ripe for uh, they're ripe to start sliding down the standings any day now. You have to be the you have to visualize the success you want to have. That's part of uh, the secret which I live by, and I'm sure Chris Neal deGrasse Tyson would tell me that that's BS, but I don't care. The Senators will be leading the Atlantic Division on New Year's Day. How about that? I can't wait to record the next podcast when we can report back to you that this is what's happened. Exactly. Believe, achieve, Senators 2017, and trust the system. Yes, and a good system to you. All right, good system to you. See you next time. Couple of fellers who both still live with their moms. Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on. No other podcast was finer. What was more of a hit with the big rig diners? We never thought they'd make it past episode five. Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Paris are alive. Whoa, whoa. 
I think it's unfortunate that Mark Mathod is on Twitter, and yet he doesn't daily put out something that he calls Mathod of the Day. <laughs> you know, just a little wry observation on life, something he's noticed, Mathod of the Day. It does, it, does it even have to be a thought? No, like, not even. It might, even just, be, just, be it might just be a statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mathod of the Day, traffic on Hunt Club is getting worse. You know, that would be, a, that would be the kind of thing I'd like to see. Mathod of the Day... Sometimes I wonder if I raise the bar too high at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh.